0: Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer joining you from the home office, along with Brendan Scott. Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780 496 Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday and reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Same number, 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. We head to our headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Our next guest would uh, laugh at being called the headliner on a day in which we had Xavier Borgo, one of his first round picks, join us on the show. We welcome back winners, Director of Amateur Scouting and Player Personnel, Tyler Wright. Hello, Tyler. How you doing? Hey, Bob. I'm doing good, thanks. Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, hey, let's talk about Borgo first. Uh, he's had an interesting season. Uh, he's gone through a lot. Uh, you know, cancellation of the World Juniors, got hurt a couple times. Uh, I, I know you would have seen some of the Shawinigan games that were available uh, on TV, and uh, I'm not sure they were the better team against Charlottetown, but him and Maverick Bork seemed to find a way to score some pretty opportunistic goals. you got to be happy with a kid getting a chance to play in the Memorial Cup.
1: Yeah, absolutely you know i think part of the the development process is you know making sure that these kids understand that not kids young men understand that you know playing late into the uh you know into the spring and early summer is is a good thing um and it's you know it's a catch-22 because you know they got to spend a lot of time in the gym but at the end of the day it's about winning and and going through these processes of, uh, you know, fighting through injuries and, you know, being down in playoff series and, you know, they're down, uh, you know, 3-2 going into game five in Quebec City and they end up winning the game to win the series. You know, making sure that these young guys are are put in a position and uh, that just helps their development process. So, I mean, I'm with you. I, I saw pretty much every game. That they did play against the Islanders uh, out in PEI, and um, you know the goaltender played really well for him, and they found a way to win. And I give them credit, and um, I give him credit. He's 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 battled like you said through a lot of things this year, and and he's starting to reap some uh, rewards from it now.
0: Maverick Bork's a pretty good player, eh?
1: Absolutely. I mean, they, they drive each, you know, and even Nadu, the, the winger that they have there with them, too. You know, the three of them have been pretty dangerous uh, all year when, when healthy. And, um, you know, when the line is going, um, they're hard to stop. And I think they, they all bring a little bit of a different element to their line. And um, it's good. But all three are really good players, I thought.
0: Tyler, you were a first-round draft choice of the Oilers. And if I've got my years right – Did you not play in the Memorial Cup in 93 with Swift? I did. I, did. No. I mean, how much pressure was there? I mean, I, I think it would have to be different now. Uh, but I mean, was there an expectation? I mean, you were one of the, you know, the top offensive players for Swift Current. Uh, they, I mean, they had a ridiculous team that year. Kryluk had 81 goals, if I recall correctly. But there was an expectation. I mean, you guys had a lot of, you have a lot of pressure when you're a first round pick playing in the Memorial Cup. You're one of the guys that the opposition teams are targeting.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm dating myself a little bit now. I think the times have changed a little bit as far as, you know, I think there's a lot more pressure on on these young men with social media and, you know, um, you know the accessibility to watching games online and on TV and and all that, but. Um, that also comes with the pressure of being a first round pick that that I mean that's all about the process of uh, you know handling that and and um, you know expectations to go in there and, and represent your league and um, you know th- those they' are you know a little bit of a smaller skill than at the NHL level, but at the time that where they're at it's it's their Stanley Cup, so you know I text them after the game and you know wish them well, make sure you get your rest and 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 get ready and because you're going to be judged on this no matter what you've had a great year but you're going to be judged on this series alone so let's make sure that you're leaving it all out there
0: we're joined by tyler wright so tyler is it it's a good news bad news situation for the upcoming draft for the edmonton Oilers. the good news is you're the only one of the final four uh conference finalists that has your own first round pick the bad news is the team has started to make some hay beyond rounds two through seven but you don't have a pick in the second third or fourth round so so, I mean, I, I, I guess I, – I, how would you – I mean, the bottom line is you've still got your own number one. you got to be excited about that.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I think that, you know, where the state of the franchise is, and um, you know, the progression that we've made over the last couple of years and, and I mean, obviously this year taking another big step and, and setting the bar to, um, you know, be in that Final Four, which is, you know, where everybody, you know, strives at the beginning of the year to be one of, uh, you know, four out of the 32 teams, you know, I think it's a credit to where this team is going to go um, and what we expect to do going forward. Um, we do have our first this year. Um, you know, will we have our first uh, come Friday uh, or Thursday, sorry, on July the seventh. Um, maybe that's up in the air. If we do, I think I gotta I think we gotta be trying to get creative. Uh, I think we're open to anything as far as maybe open back if we could. but you know it's it's still a little bit of a difficult draft, in my opinion. I think that you know, my, you you look at the top end of the draft and and the names that were out there at the beginning of the year, and um, you know what I mean, I don't know if somebody is really, you know, separated themselves. Um, Some guys have made some jumps and moved up into, into the rankings. But at at the end of the day, I I think that, you know, it's still a good draft and I think they're all kind of equal at their development stages right now. And, you know, in a year or two, um, you know, guys are going to break away and become really good players and some guys are going to stall. Obviously we think we can get, we can get a pretty good value pick to where we're at, uh, you know, obviously going into the playoffs at 22 and then, you know, reaching the final four. So we're slotted in at 29 right now. I think we're still going to be able to get a good pick and, um, you know, all options are open again. I think we're going to, you know, it's a, it's a cliched, uh, um, you know, quote, but, you know, we're going to take the best player um, for the most part, but we, we do have areas of needs through the organization and, and we're looking upgrades.
0: All right, so you've hit on something there. Maybe a a question I have for you. Last year was such a shortened season for the kids in the WHL and Quebec, and in the OHL they didn't even get a chance to play. Then you have the whole U.S. National Development Program. Uh, You know, you had a kid like Wright uh, and and, uh, Bedard dominate the U18 last year down in Texas. Is that why there's more guys that are kind of all gummed up in a certain area is because they just simply haven't had a chance to play enough games over the last two plus seasons because of how short things were during the 2021 season. Yeah, you mean,
1: you mean I can't say for for certain, but you know it's definitely something that we've talked about. I, you mean when you you look at the growth of a 17 year old or any anybody, not just a hockey player at that point in time, uh, any athlete for that matter, when when you get you know a year where you're not playing and you're not developing you can be in the gym and you can simulate all you want it's not the same as same as far as going out there and and doing it so i think that there's there's a little bit of you know i think a delayed process you know for some of these kids that never got to got to play, and I think that you're going to get good value with that. It's just a matter of you know making sure you identify who they who those players are.
0: Well, it's interesting. The WHL final is tonight, game six, and the Oil Kings are loaded with former uh, you know guys that have already been selected in the first round the last couple of years. Seattle has three guys that are probably going to the top 45, and I'd probably suggest two that are going to go in the first round, you know, I would think Korchinski and and Schaefer are end up being first round picks. Was Schaefer on anybody's radar screen? Reed Schaefer from Seattle, uh, Tyler, this time last year as a potential first three round pick in the draft.
1: Um, Yeah, I think, you know, he's a late birthday. He's five, six days from being in last year's draft. Right. So I, you know, for, for that, um, you know, he he's on the radar a little bit more um, as far as projected to where he's going to go. I guess that's always up to debate. Um, but has had a tremendous year, year this year. You know, I think he ended up with 32 goals. He's a big man. He's played really well through this whole playoffs, as as has the whole team, really for that matter. And Korchinski, um, the other guy you're you're talking about, is is Gustafson. Um you know we've had you know kind of an up and down year for the most part. He's been injured a little bit, but but another skilled player that's had a good playoff run. So um, you know it's been it's been a good playoffs uh, for draft eligible watching. Um, I mean, obviously, Edmonton's kind of loaded up with picks. The guys have already been drafted for the most part. Um, but, you know, I give Seattle credit and they've been down in every series and they're not going away lightly
0: and, you know, it's a big game tonight for the Kings and and for Seattle as well yeah, it's an interesting one. All right, uh, given some of the limitations and uh, you don't have a full amateur scouting staff this year, you're down a couple scouts. How much more reliant have you guys had to become on uh, video scouting? and it, it I mean, I still think you need to see players. I'm you know there's a term see them good, and I, I think you have to factor in a little bit of analytics and a little bit of video, but has it been more the case over the last couple of years because of the pandemic?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think, you know, I'm with you when I when I say that it's, you know, your eyes tell you kind of a lot more than, you know, live what what it does on the screen, um, watching in, you know, in freeze frame and, and really, di- you know, dissecting it a little bit. I think that there's a lot of factors that come into watching live viewings. I think seeing them at home and seeing them on the roads, chips in certain situations, Um, seeing them more in a hostile environment where it's a harder team to play against uh, on the road and versus home. Um, You know, I think all those things kind of come into factor. Uh, You mean everybody kind of feels a little bit more comfortable at at home when you're playing in your own dressing room and your own fans and, you know, everybody's cheering for you. And um, so I think all those kind of things I take seriously and I take into consideration that maybe you don't get on, on video or on feed, Um, but it's still definitely it's a tool that we use Uh, we use some analytic um, you know numbers as far as you know goals for expected and all that stuff and um, you know it's a part of the process is one more important no Um, but it's part of the process to help you get to the final decision and you know ultimately you have to make Decision.
0: Oilers head amateur director of amateur scouting, uh, Tyler Wright, who oversees player personnel. And on that note, I'm going to ask you about a couple of your former picks. So, you've just so the list you've ran the last two drafts for the Edmonton Oilers. You got Carter Savoy, 100th overall in the fourth round in 2020, and Matvey Petrov in the sixth round, 180th overall uh, in 2021. Uh Worth taking a swing on guys with higher offensive ceilings, Tyler? What do you think?
1: Yeah, that was kind of the theme, um, you know, in in that scenario. I think also you look at kind of the depth of where we were at at that time in the organization. Um, You know, we kind of were a little bit heavy uh, depth. You know, obviously Dylan Holloway was our first pick. Um, You know, we were kind of, you know, under the salary cap uh, crunch a little bit when we first came in here and, and tried to go with some cheaper players. But, you know, with the you know as we've kind of gone along and you know the hymans have come in and the mcleods have taken a step and and you know and then you see the growth of Bouchard, and you see the growth of broberg this year and i'm leaving names out but um you know the the real exciting thing for for myself and in the position that i am it's a big puzzle piece and and every year that you're, you're trying to find these pieces and i'm not saying put them in but you got to clump them into an area where um you know somebody at the end of the day has to be able to play for us we have to make the right picks and you got to develop and you know the importance of players coming in and playing on entry-level contracts and and uh and not just playing but playing well and being a being a You know, a serviceable part of the team. So, uh, we've got our our work cut out for us. Our guys have worked really hard this year. We think that. there's opportunity for, you know, maybe to pick up some more picks, and um, we'll see how we can do that, but uh, little room for error, that's for sure, but uh, it's an exciting time for for Oilers fans, that's all for
0: sure. Alright, one thing that you haven't done in the last two years is draft a goalie. Now, I preface this by saying, the three years before the organization used two-thirds and a second, uh, and ended up getting uh, Skinner, uh, Rodriguez, and kind Kanovalov, of but in the last two years, uh, you haven't drafted to a goaltender. Since the 05 06, uh, you know, the return to play from the lockout in 0405, you know the numbers. I think there's only really been one team that didn't flat out either draft or develop their own goaltender that ended up winning the cup, and that was Detroit in 08 with Hashik. So, on that note, uh, would you be open to using a fifth, sixth, or seventh round pick potentially on a goalie?
1: Absolutely. And I would be open to you know 29 being a goalie um you know i think we look at you know every scenario obviously we ran into that scenario last year a little yep. bit um but at the end of the day we we decided to move back and and you know was another situation where we didn't have a lot of picks and we we're able to pick up a big defenseman and luca munsenberger um and still get our guy that that you know we we had ahead so um, no, I mean, we look at this, we look at the development stages of, uh, you know, where, where our organization is and, and Stu Skinner and what his development process has been. We've signed, you know, a top college goalie this year in Ryan Fanti and, and Oliver Rodriguez, um, you know, who's another young guy that, you know, that needs to play some games. Um, but you I mean it's obviously you I mean we know it's a it's an area of need for us and and we're trying to do everything that we can to, to make sure we make the best decision that we can and the best decision for us going forward.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, right? I mean, you remember uh, Shesterkin. Was he not taken in like the fourth round by the? Like, I think it? it
1: was the ninth. I think it was the ninth goalie taken that year um, in that draft in the fourth round and. Um, you know you you don't you can never say never at the end of the day and goaltenders take a little bit more time historically to to develop um you know our time is now to win obviously um we've reached the final four so you know it's it's there we've got to do a good job we've got to do a better job we got to find uh we got to find goaltenders we got to find more players we got to find you know, every, you know, I think we're pretty deep down the middle, obviously, with some, you know, some, you know, pretty high players, you know, down through the middle with Connor and Leon and, and Nude sign long term and the emergence of Ryan McLeod. And um, doesn't mean that you don't draft a center. Um, you got to take the best player, you know, available and you got to develop them. You got to give them time to, to, to grow and you got to expose them to certain things. And, and uh, just become another piece of the puzzle.
0: Well, it's funny. Uh, Zach Nagelfort was the goaltender of the Oilers draft in the fourth round before the Rangers took Shesterkin. And as good as Shusterkin is, he ain't making Zach Nagelfort money. Uh, for the listeners, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can explain to the listeners what I'm talking about. Zach yeah. Zach's doing pretty well in Michigan these days, isn't he? Well,
1: that's what I'm told. So it's uh, you know it's it's a it's a crazy it's a crazy you know goaltenders are you know they're they're, right they're, they're, they're hard to figure out. You know it's it's one of those things that. Uh, it, uh, you know, obviously, when you know Shosturkin's the ninth goalie taken in that draft, um, that's nothing against Shosturkin. That's obviously where he fell. But um, I mean, he's uh, obviously developed really nicely. And you look at the you know the Rangers have you know reaped the the rewards uh, of that this year. But um, you know, Skinner's played really well. He's taken a lot of steps here over the last couple of years. I think he's matured and grown as a person and a young man. And uh um, we got high expectations for him but um you know he's he's still a guy that's gonna try to find out and figure out the league but we've got to get some guys coming in behind him, and and uh starts at the draft uh, in july
0: yeah just sort of the listeners to zach nagelford is uh he's he's <laughs> done very well these days in business let's just put it that way like very well like at the point of it starting with a b well so uh, obviously that michigan degree came through uh tyler great stuff unfortunately for you i'm to bug you once more before the draft okay yeah no problem it's uh it's always
1: good to you know talk to you and 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 talk you know send some stuff out to the to oil fans it was a great run this year a uh, lot of excitement got to go to a lot of the games when you know you know in between our our scouting travels and the under 18 world championships and uh it was electrifying uh, you know just you know not only being a you know up in management but being there and, and seeing, you know, how the city embraced it—that it was, it was pretty special.
0: I could never think of a better reason not to be at the combine than this year. That's all I'm going to say. Jack Michaels <laughs> and myself went to every combine from 2010 <laughs> till 2019, and we were stoked. We didn't have to go to it this year because it meant we were <laughs> playing in the playoffs. Great stuff. Thanks, Tyler. Okay, thanks, Bob. You bet. That is Tyler Wright. He is the Director of Amateur Scouting for the Edmonton Oilers and Director of Player Personnel. It one twenty five in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. Japanese Village, open to serve you to any one of their five Edmonton and area locations featuring Japanese A5 Wago. Visit JVEdmonton.ca. Uh, Brennan and myself will talk a little goaltending and drafting goalies when we come back in Oilers Now. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer and Brennan Escott with you. Well, Brennan, I got the sense uh, that uh, the Oilers are open for business with that number one. Did you get that sense out of that conversation with Tyler Wright? Yeah, and it's exciting to hear that I'd have to look at where the goaltenders fall. and you know, we, I guess you don't want to throw Stuart Skinner out with the bathwater, but to hear him talk about what they could do in terms of drafting a goaltender here and trying to strike it late, uh, that's exciting as well. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one. Uh, that 2014 draft, which was in uh, Philadelphia, the Oilers hit the home run, they got dry, settled third, but they took two goaltenders, Zach Nagelford out of Michigan. He basically lost his starter's job the next year, he is a money guy. That's all I'm going to say. Money guy. Uh, has done very well for himself. They also drafted Kevin Bouchard out of the Quebec League, and he lost his starter's job the next season as well. It's tough to hit on goalies. The Oilers haven't had a lot of success. Skinner has probably been uh, their best pick. And, again, there's a lot of teams. Even, I mean, take a look at the two teams that are playing uh, Colorado. Darcy Camper not a drafted and developed goaltender in that organization. And we know in Vasilevsky's case, he's the major reason why Tampa is there. It, uh, the Oilers, all season long, the Oilers Now lineup report is brought to you on game days by Craig Hummel at REMAX. Excellence, find your dream home, sell your old home, sold today. Edmonton.ca. I think the biggest storyline for the Oilers is going to be goaltenders. Uh, we'll discuss that a bit with John Shannon when we return on Oilers Now after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers
1: Radio. 630 Chad.